Welcome to the Catalyst Life Coaching Podcast with John Kim and Noelle Cordeaux. If you're inspired to begin your own life coaching practice or just want to learn a little bit more about what it's all about, visit journey.co. That's J-R-N-I dot C-O for more information. Your adventure awaits. Hi, I want to remind you if you enjoy our conversation to subscribe so you'll be notified when new episodes come out. Today, Noelle Cordeaux and I are going to talk about... We're talking about appreciative inquiry and how to coach people towards happiness. Wow. What does appreciative inquiry even mean? Yeah. That's a big so word. It is. It's a, appreciative inquiry is one of the foundational concepts that we cover in our Catalyst Life Coaching Intensive. And it is one of the oldest, most tried and true coaching techniques out there. Um, it's one of my personal favorites. It's one that I love to work with. And it's a technique that centers around discovering what is the best of someone's life. What is their life force? What is life giving? Mm. And what fuels that person in a truly, truly authentic way. So does that overlap positive psychology? It can. Okay. It does certainly. And that's actually where I was going to go with it today because, as you know, that's my jam. Yes. Um, but there was a really beautiful a metaphor that I, I think I've repeated a couple times over the last weeks because it's just really stuck with me. And it's that the same life force that causes new shoots of spring grass to pop out of the ground with green color also courses through every human. Mm. And so however you define that, whether it's God or spirit or just being or existence, we all have this uh, aspect to us that is an authentic life force. Is that life force, um, does it need to be fed or it diminishes? Well, what do you think? I think it does because I think um, in some people I – I sense that, you know, that force radiating and I don't know how much of it is actually personality or this thing that you're talking about. And I think for, for many, and this is me included back in the day, it was very dim. <laughs> it was at, at the, at the most, it was a pilot light, you know, when I was not happy. Yeah, a hundred percent. And, and so, you know, why do people live in the negative? How does that work from, a brain functioning perspective, you know, I would posit that if somebody's living in the negative, if somebody's always looking at um, what's wrong in their life, yes, that's due to a couple different factors. So number one, there's this thing called negativity bias, which is our evolutionary bent towards focusing on the negative aspects of life. And it's actually really important because the reason that we're all alive today is our ancestors were really good at avoiding danger. Right. And so our brains and bodies are just naturally attuned to it. And then that triggers your nervous system when you sense danger. So if you're always looking at what's wrong and you're sending these little signals to your brain of danger, unhappiness, danger, unhappiness, you're just shooting cortisol everywhere and you're literally creating a pessimistic lens through which you see the world. 
Yeah, the invention of uh, debt, <laughs> credit card debt has has actually, uh, I think, made people activate this worry and dread, um, you know, in our lifetime. Credit card debt. Um, if you look at news cycles, billboards, um, everything around us actually mirrors negativity bias. The way the world is set up mirrors this evolutionary capacity. Right. The good news is, is that whether credit card debt is something that you worry about or not, you have a very large degree of control over how you experience your lens and the credit card debt could still exist, but you could have a completely different experience right. life alongside of it. And that's where the power is, right? That's where the power is. That is exactly where the power is. So, so how would one do that? You know? Yeah. So, I mean, that really gets into, okay, you know, what is life force? What is life giving? You know, how does this work? And it comes in a couple different directions. Of course, it's really uniquely personal for every human, but there are some things that we just know to be true. So, for example, negative emotions are really rapid and fast acting. They course through your body very quickly, and so they're very noticeable. Very reactive very reactive. Positive emotions are very slow moving. It's almost like a pulsing. And that comes from your endocrine system. So it's the slow pulsing of feel good hormones that are less noticeable, but they're much longer lasting over time. Why is that important? It's important because when you consciously induce positive emotions, which is that which is life-giving, over time, it, it builds almost a force field of resiliency in your brain, and you actually change your lens from pessimistic to optimistic. So this is something that um, has to be practiced, right? This is like yeah. a, a muscle that has to be um, exercised. Mm -hmm. Yes, and I'm glad you brought up exercise because there are so many different ways to induce these different brain chemicals. Exercise is literally one of them. Yeah, no, I, uh, I'm, a, I'm a huge believer in exercise and kind of going through that door to elevate mood. Um, I think it's the fastest way to also kind of get out of your head and connect with your body. So, uh, and also, you know, the I mean, exercise has exploded. I mean, in the, you know, 60s and, and 50s, it, the, there was a lot of, you know, PT and stuff, but there people weren't exercising as a way of life. Absolutely. So, so exercise is one of the things that we call an applied positive intervention. So the, the goal of these applied positive interventions is to cause the endocrine system to start bumping and getting all these hormones to flood your body so that when you look at your credit card debt, it, it, so this is, this is exactly how it works. So you just talked about the feeling of credit card debt causing like a sinking feeling, depression, despair, worry, whatever, you know, right? So that's all true. But what we're working about against here is the impact of it. So you could look at your credit card debt and have a momentary sinking feeling of like, oh shit, that sucks. Or it could tank your day, your week, your month, and it could put you in a foul mood, disrupt your sleep, disrupt your relationships. And you know, nothing has changed except your outlook. Yeah, absolutely. So um, a lot of people, I mean, that's what I call sinking. So it's uh, something like a credit card debt or a breakup or something happens in their, in their life. 
And instead of, you know, you have to acknowledge it, you can't ignore it, but a lot of people allow that to be the beginning of them sinking into quicksand. Exactly. And so when we work on consistently inducing positive emotions or positive interventions as a practice, as a habit, we change our brain chemistry so that we are more equipped to deal with the unpleasant things that just happen as part of life. So do you think this is also why um, gratitude is so powerful? Yes. So gratitude is one of the positive emotions that has specific associated outcomes. So when you consistently induce gratitude, what it does is, is it, it strengthens social bonds and it strengthens your skill set for loving other humans. Mm. How much how much of you think people that um, people who worry and, and their default is usually pessimism and hopelessness? How much of that do you think is from upbringing is from, you know, uh, maybe parents being that way? I mean, I, I, that's a really strong. So from a, a social constructionist perspective, it could be anything. You know, we know that social contagion, we know that you take on the thoughts, beliefs, feelings, and affects of those around you. So if you were raised in a family or raised in a household where everything is always terrible, there's always a crisis, yeah. that's going to be your mode of operation. Yeah, I mean, I personally grew up in a household where it was always about how much did we sell, how are we going to pay, you know, we had we always had like hundreds of thousands of dollars in, in credit card debt. Um, there was, there was, there was never any conversations about like, how was your day? <laughs> Wasn't it a beautiful day? Um, you know, like there, there it was always about this doom and worry and we have to survive and we have to make X amount of money and what are we going to do? And I think, you know, as a nine, 10, 11 year old that has like seeped into my skin. And so as an adult, I was a worry wart always. Yeah. Yeah. Do you mind if I live coach you a little bit on this? Uh, no, because I, I still am sometimes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, you know, just one of the funny things is uh, when you first said, you know, the question is like, how much did we make? Um, the first thing that I thought of, John, was me. I mean, that sounds like me week in and week out with our company, right? Yeah, yeah, like, of course. But it's a completely different experience because my affect is light and happy and friendly. Right, right. Um, so, you know, what you just described with your family situation, and, and thank you for your vulnerability and sharing with our listeners, that's really awesome of you to open up, is what a really fabulous example of the strength that your family has and your ancestral lineage of being survivors. Ooh, so you, so you uh, are taking that situation and seeing the positive in it. <laughs> A hundred percent. Right, right. We just said that the the negativity bias has an evolutionary purpose. It, the purpose of it is to keep us alive. And so your family was freaking great at it. Yeah, I mean, if you look at, you know, they came here with $500 and just, you know, didn't speak English and just had to survive. So, I mean, exactly. I, I mean, hell yes. That's like strength and bravery, courage smart sure survivorship in every single direction so your your what you are made of is some really seriously strong stuff okay i love that and mm -hmm. when you're in survival mode 
it's appropriate to be looking at the bottom line, to be looking at the scarcity, to be looking at, you know, how do we change this? Um, probably your, your parents, your family, you growing up would have also very much benefited from inducing positive emotions to bring more of the things that certainly existed, but maybe were, were a little bit less noticeable. So as I was talking about how positive emotions are, are softer, they're pulsing, they're less noticeable, mm -hmm. those were there and accessible the whole time. But because the negative emotions are harder and fast acting, that's just what drew attention. Mm, right. Yeah. It, it's, uh, it's, um, you know, negative emotions also, if you're not aware of them, can just become the knee jerk. And then it creates a pattern and then that pattern uh, deepens. Mm-hmm. Right. And so uh, what you just did was you uh, saw the positive in that, uh, pulled out the strength. And then after that, what do you do? What's the practice after that? So what I did was was I pulled on appreciative inquiry. So this is one of, of the big juxtapositions between coaching and therapy. So if you were sitting in therapy right now and you, you gave that scenario to your therapist, that therapist might say, let's talk about your feelings, you know, right. let's process it, let's talk about what that was like for you as a child. Right. As a coach, I don't want to go there. I love you so much, but I don't want to hear about that. <laughs> right, you know, right, right. So, so I needed to get you into a strength-based positive mindset. Mm. I needed for you to feel a sense of pride about your family, and I needed you to see that there was purpose there. Right. And that even though it was a negative experience, in some way it was life-giving. So then once you uh, – and that was very helpful, by the way. Once, you're, once you do that, then what, it, then what do you do? Is it then so it's like um, – yeah. So it's, it's like it, you, you, you pull forward into the future what you need, right? So looking back, you know, with the positive reframe – and everything that we talked about, about how strong your family was, how resilient, how brave, how capable, what from that do you want to take and carry with you into the future? Mm. Okay. So like resiliency, mm -hmm. this, the, the knowing that with that mindset and how far they've come or what they've, you know, built with the little they had reassures me that I will be okay. Yes. So that's hope right there that you just induced the positive emotion of hope and that has a really specific associated emotional outcome do you know what it is resilience resilience okay got it resilience so you just tapped down looked back in time pulled forward what you want to carry with you into the future you induced a feeling of hope and now the outcome that you will experience if you consistently induce hope is that you will build your emotional muscle with resilience. Mm. You know, I just had a thought if people can learn this tool and then apply it to uh, the people that they love around them, what an amazing gift they would be giving. John, I hate to break it to you, but we built a life coaching company to do just that. Oh, perfect. Well, now it's time to talk about it. <laughs> I love you so much. That's what we do, yo. Well, I just set you up. I threw you the ball. Now you hit that shit out of the park. 
I mean, that's the truth. Like, so these are the coaching techniques that you learn in life coach training that you bring out into the world yes. to serve your yourself, yes. others, your family, your friends. Um, let's talk more about positive emotions and what we can do and how we can induce them because this is good stuff. Noelle's laughing at me because she knows I, I was just stumbling into it that that wasn't <laughs> in, by intention, uh, but that's okay. <laughs> that's how I roll. Um, yes, let's talk a little bit more about it because this is, uh, this is, you know, what's so great about this is just how practical it is. You know, it's, it's, so it's, it's not like woo woo stuff. It's just practical street. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, in relationships, um, it's really important for each person, you know, you have your containers theory, right? Yep. So it's, it's important for each person to have their own solid container. And part of that is for each partner in a relationship or partners in a relationship or triad or constellation to have their own interests and engagement out there in the world, mm -hmm. to have their friends, to have their own right. sense of being, to have their own life. When you don't have those things on the negative side of things going into therapy land, that's when there's enmeshment, that's when there's codependence, sure. that's when there's you know, clinginess. So now looking, you know, what do you want to bring forward into the future? Interest and engagement actually triggers in our brains and bodies a desire to explore. And as an outcome, when you consistently induce interest and engagement, you gain knowledge and energy. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's awesome. I mean, interesting engagement. Uh, you mean you're talking about when we're engaging with each other, correct? Um, interested engagement and outside hobbies, being your own oh, person. Oh, right, right. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So, so many I mean, people, that's just, that's called living. <laughs> that's it, you know, it is called living, but when you really break it down, you know, how many adults that you talk to that they're just like, Oh God, I'm so tired. Yeah. I'm because so they just go to work and then they come home and they, you know, watch TV and go to sleep and go to work. They don't participate in a lot of interest in, in or they don't engage. Exactly. So, so if you up your interest in engagement, the outcome will be energy. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, positive inquiry. Correct? Yes. No, appreciative. Oh, sorry. Appreciative inquiry. I, I like positive inquiry, but okay. It's called appreciative inquiry. Um, we start a new thing. Yeah. <laughs> like we always do. Um, and also another reason to come right with us and join the Chaos Life Coaching Intensive, uh, not only to be a life coach, but also uh, start to live this way, start to rewire yourself in your brain so your quality of life goes up. Yep. 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 Do you want it, You want more life hacks with this stuff? Let's do one more. One more. Okay. So since I have been laughing and enjoying our time together so much today, mm. um, amusement is a positive emotion that you can induce banter play yes laughter and when you consistently create an emotional atmosphere where amusement comes to live with you you build your capacity for friendship and creativity yes i love that and i just want to add uh instead of seeing the lack of amusement and how someone is uh, not having these abilities or tools, practice them yourself because they could be contagious. Because the more that you are this way, other people see that and they also choose to be. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And that is what happened to me this morning as Noelle is laughing and I'm taking her energy. I'm going to carry that throughout the day. Awesome. All right, guys. Be well. Bye.
Take care. Bye-bye.